Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. You know, um, I was wondering the, uh, the, uh, the cartoon B. Arthur has got a rack. I'm going to have to go back and check the accuracy. I'm going to have to put on some Nick at Night tonight, maybe, and check the accuracy of the, uh, of the bod, of B's bod. Was she, was she killing it? I mean, that's that's an impressive drawing. I'm assuming Wesley did some research. I think that's more of that, um, like a, the, the 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 memory of a 12 year old paperboy type thing, right? You know, maybe. Oh, there was this lady on my paper out, and she was kind of hot. I just used to, you know, always have that, you know. Come on inside. My husband's in Antarctica. <laughs> I, I don't have. I, think this, I read that in Penthouse yeah, Forum. Yeah, exactly. I don't have the seventy-five cents. Don't worry. I've got eleven soft. Right. Exactly. Boom. And the next thing you know, what, what's the title of that article? Good news. Yeah. Yeah. Good news who, on the doorstep. Who, who tipped who? ah click this is with you again i'm sean this is kevin um you know we're still and and will forever be in this real-time process that you are all a part of with us kevin choosing uh to share his part of his life with you know a few hundred thousand people every month um and uh we are we're two weeks out and yeah. uh what are you what are your days like oh you know it's it's last night was um i was sitting there i was i was talking i was talking to the guys uh before we we went on the air and i was saying that i had re, was revisiting a newsroom uh on hbo max and you know, i used to cherish you know late night because everybody was in bed but I always looked forward to, you know, my four o'clock, you know, <laughs> my four o'clock buddy, you know, prancing down. And, uh, you know, it just, it didn't happen last night. And, man, I just had a, just a meltdown. Right. That's, you yeah. know, we mentioned last week, it's the, there is the shock at the death announcement. And, and you know, you were there for all of it. So you went through it. But... It's the living. It's the trying to swim with a weight on your back. It's like a, having a boulder chained to your back, and you're in the water, and you try to you try to get some momentum. I would imagine. And, and you know, and it's like I, I don't care how intelligent you are and how rational you are. Um, it's very hard to rationalize that you're not going to see or hear 
from that human being in this realm again. And it just... Yeah, you can't. Um, you can't even try. I mean, it's not. No, it's not possible. It's just, yeah, I can. I can lay in his bed. I can, you know, I can. I can do everything. But I'm sitting down here right now, like I said last week, with that empty chair in front of me. You know, mm-hmm. you keep the chair though. Fuck yeah, yeah. I often do that in my head when I do that. You know, what if it was me? Scenario with any with any passing that's tragic and uh i'm fairly certain i would be the nut that's talking to the person all the fucking time and there's just i think a part of my brain that i don't know that i'd be able to turn off entirely with that acceptance that they're not there well it's it's like my phone and you know how you have your favorites and your favorites i always they're the only people on my phone that have an actual picture and um, so it's like I've got a picture of Vince Cianci. I got a picture of Scott. I got a picture of Test, mm. and uh, my son. You mentioned this. Uh, was it Vin? His first name. Vince. Vince. Yeah, Vince. And um, you 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 mentioned, but you didn't go into it. This was a friend of of yours, uh, right. not from wrestling, just from no, no, just a but, just a okay. Just a, like a, just a, you know, just just a, a buddy. I just I, you know, our, our fan, like his mother uh, sold us some real estate down here, and uh, he was down on a visit, and we went out all out and had dinner, <clears throat> and then we we had the uh, as you said, uh, well, I said we went on a Disney cruise. He said I'm sorry, but. Uh, you know, we went on that Disney cruise, and then the, the boys hit it off, and the wives hit it off, and he and I hit it off, and I think we hit it off because you know I think I'm the only human being that could go beer for beer with him, and vice versa. So, which uh, again, I'm not you know I'm in no way glamorizing it because right. that's why he's not here. How old was he, Kevin? Uh, Vince was probably 52. Jesus Christ! Well, fuck, try 26. Yeah, no, of course, well, of course, of course. But I mean, just the number of people that we're talking about now, with uh, with that similar challenge. You know what? And the one thing is, is is as hard as it is to share, and as hard as it is to be transparent and to say that, you know. Uh, we don't we, we don't live in you know we don't live in Mayberry RFD we don't live in fucking leave it to Beaverland mm. and but like there's a lot of people that have reached out man and if you know two or three different people have reached out on, on, on different uh, social media things and said they've really taken a look at their lives and you know they're trying to you know clean their act up and doing it for their kids and because you know I I, 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 I I promise you man like. My son, he he was he wasn't feeling well, but he had you know, yeah, you know, it, it was bam, and that's yeah. just you know, and and too late, you know, uh, irreversible at a certain point. So you're right, we, there is a lot of that feedback. 
some more of that feedback. I wanted to go through some of that today. David Upchurch said, uh, well, David Upchurch says, the Blue Chew ad joke was absolutely perfect timing. Always loved Kev as a person, like him even more now. Better man than me putting out a show so soon. I was talking about the uh, that first show two weeks ago. Dread the Rogue says, I found and bought Tristan's band's album. It's amazing. There's so much musical talent on that record. Uh, through that, Tristan will continue to touch the hearts and minds of more people in the future. Yes, we're going to have to re-release it. I don't think there's <laughs> how many copies they they ever even threw out. He got it somewhere. I should probably try and get in touch with him and see where they were. Um, it must be online somewhere. We'll probably just it out. I, yeah, probably Bandcamp. I know you can. Do- I know it's a downloadable. Is it the the builders? Yeah, the the builders. There's okay. a group called Builders, right? But he's they're the builders. Okay. Yeah. So look for it. We'll let you know. We'll let you know on social media if we get the box card jug of wine. Is the album? Yeah, that's the name of the. Okay. That was I, I'm, and I'm I'm almost positive because my my son named it. I, I, that's uh, I think that's the lyrics to a, a Manson song. Oh, one of the songs that. I'm I'm almost positive. Charles Manson wrote. Yeah, that the okay. that the fucking that the Beach Boys fucking stole. Uh, Timothy Farr, Kevin and Sean have a rapport that is missing in a lot of wrestling podcasts. I would venture to say, yeah, because we're fucking because we're friends. <laughs> we didn't just get together to talk about the bunkhouse stampede. I don't want to blow anyone's mind with that, but. Uh, uh, in the last few weeks alone, this podcast has become must-see for me because of the honesty, humor, and love that shines through with every minute. Thank you, Timothy. Thomas Johnson, you guys would tear down the house in a black barber shop. Just saying. I listen while at work, and I feel like I'm in the same room every time. You know, if the comparisons between me and Ice Cube don't stop, I'm going to have to do something drastic about my appearance. I mean, I knew I had game, but but this 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 whole LeBron James thing that I'm getting thrown at lately is just it's been too much. I got an idea. Let's do a shittily shot um, promo. For, no, I, I have to drop that. <laughs> that was going to go somewhere. Very evil. There was there's a barbershop commercial that I saw recently. Steve, you might have seen this. Uh, some guys, some celebrities, some older celebrities sitting around a bar shop, a barbershop, talking about. Um, a product and I just the direction and, and, and acting and, and editing and it always just kind of had me but uh, go type anything in the comments Dusty Haynes <laughs> uh, let's see I subscribed because of last week's episode Kev's all vol like me volunteers but I unfollowed him on Twitter because of his politics. I subscribed here because of last week's story. Big Orange Nations got your back, whether you smacked Coach DeVoe or not. Was okay. it a smack uh, or a choke? Did you it, choke no, him? I, I smacked him. Oh, see, I had it like a choke. No, I smacked I him. The one-arm one power, uh, power bomb. Tim what, Hastings. What, what, what are the many, one of the many mistakes of my life. I don't know. It's uh, it, um, it certainly gives you something to talk about. Yeah. Tim Hayes. Like I said, you know, is is is, is T would, would would just hear me 
uh, you know, hear these stories, and it, it was always just like, fucking my dad's a menace. A so. menace to society? Yeah. Is that a quote? Can I quote T? from <laughs> and say, Nash is just a menace. <laughs> a menace. You got to excuse him. He's just a menace. Tim I mean, Hastings. It's, it's, almost like, it's almost like if I was going to be on Broadway, I'd play Haiti. I don't know. I'm telling you, Hades, <laughs> casting directors everywhere. Hey, Noel, to make this happen, he's got to, yeah, he's got to play Hades in the in the. Maybe they'll do a straight version without music. I don't know if that's possible, but maybe we'll work on that. Tim Hastings, from one father to another, we hope you and yours can feel the love that so much of us back here in the three one three have for you during this horrible time in your lives. Stay strong, my brother. And if you need us, we're always here for you. It's always been round, never square, and totally miss the Joe, the stadium, and the dome. Always been round, never been square. Confirmation from Tim Hastings. 313. John Morgan, I've made two comments ever on this platform in the 17 years of its inception. I lost my dad almost a year ago, and I'm still not over it. I'll never be over it. But to see you guys be real unfiltered and to let us strangers on the internet with no relation whatsoever be a part of your grief has made my always quiet ass open up and say thank you i don't think you know how much this has helped me personally i hope you find peace soon thanks again for letting us in john morgan thank you for sharing that yeah thank you for the ride coming for the ride um you know speaking of that platform um who knows what's going to happen to that platform after uh, after Elon Musk is done with the fire sale that is becoming uh, Twitter. We should probably give our Instagram handles right now just just in case we have to bail and everyone can find I, us. I, you know what? I, I've actually put I, – I, you know, you and I talked about, about this a couple – was it yesterday? Excuse uh, me. It might have been. It's a hell yeah. of a burp. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, it, was, it was the day before, actually. And so, you know, he says, you know, basically that, that the, you know, everybody can have a check. You know, that's, they, 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 oh, the, a check mark. Yeah. A, yeah. a verification check. Yeah. Mark. What the fuck? What the heck? I mean. So I, I want to be real Elon Musk and I want a check mark. Brilliant. That's yeah. what I want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change mine to real Elon Musk and I want a check mark. And why can't I have passion, drive, and patience? The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. One. Well, it seems like you can now because you just have to pay for it, right? Well, listen, and, I, and I, I, you know what? 
Right now, like I, I just saw an ad where some girl was telling me that I'm trying to get situated here. Spinal, spinal issues. Um, Moving it to the left. Yeah, I mean, I, my, my, I got my, my junk. So I mean, I don't, I don't have underwear on, so I'm getting that whole like junk movement thing. And um, sticking to the leg, and the yeah. good thing you have your manscape ball deodorant going on too, though, and your your uh, toner. I mean, I'm toned. Yeah, I'm, I'm toned. But anyway, she was talking about she, this girl's on. I don't know what medium it was, but she's saying that that she now can get Netflix for six ninety five for the ad version. And I'm thinking, if you're getting get the ad version for six ninety five for Netflix, and I'm, I'm doing, I'm paying eight bucks for a check. Right. Like, why am I? Like, you got like. I have to see what I'm getting for eight bucks. Nothing, because you know, I, I know that I'm not. I know I'm not going to Mars. Okay, I think Teslas are ugly as fuck, so I know I'm not buying one of those. Um, and so far, um, I, I don't see. Well, I, I guess no policy is going to be the policy until there is policy, because there is no policy right now, and it it seems like anarchy. Like you know, it's. I, I always think that you know, if you're going to like rewrite the Constitution while you do it, just have a national purge. Just let just everything go, because I I think they only made five of those. We can make six or seven of those, can't we? You know, just. You know, I, I don't remember if I talked about it here or not, but I read an article that talked about um, nations' uh, constitutions or their articles of of, uh, of law. And you know the average amount of time that each one has lasted before having to be redrawn? 17 years. 17 years. But I digress uh, from Twitter. Um, the Instagram, ch- the, the Twitter checkmark, okay, the Twitter verification was supposed to be a vetting to prevent um, anybody up to shenanigans uh, posing as somebody else, posing as, a, as an authority, not just a, a celebrity, but a, a department and government. Um, that checkmark was an assurance for the reader that there was some authentication you can't sell authentication no you can't sell the results of a dna test so let's see uh twitter's currently i saw this lords and peasant system for who hasn't doesn't have a blue check is bullshit power to the people blue for eight dollars a month he missed the entire point of this yes it's not a gatekeeper issue it's a it's a validation it's authenticity but on top of that we're giving the power to the people of the blue for just five dollars shipping and handling on the blue chew yeah, right. That that blue would be worth eighty dollars a month if you were uh, exactly. This, if you're having a hard time getting it up, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not exactly getting boned out over this at all. No, I, I just want to know. So, there's really six hundred thousand people that like this. Um, uh, apparently, I mean. Listen, any 
any Jim Jones put how many people to death down in uh, in Jonestown. Uh, troglodytes will follow anything, but um, it's just it's just ill conceived. The, the money grab. Can, there's a lot of ways you can make money with socials. Doesn't have to be the one authentication system that the goddamn platform had. It's bad enough. It's going to be a haven for misinformation again. Free speech, by the way, is not misinformation. Or should no. say misinformation is not free speech. No. Okay. People give the example all the time, screaming fire in the theater. Right. If it's doing damage, it's not free speech, and it's also not protected. So all the yahoos who, who think that this is a, a, uh, a grab at free speech, um, it's, it's patently ridiculous to say that. Freedom. Freedom's been – I love when – I, when I pass these guys with their Under Armour Freedom shirts – I always fantasize for a moment of going up and offering my hand and saying, freedom, brother, yes. Freedom to marry who you want. Freedom to love who you want. Freedom for a woman to care for her body. Just to see the reaction. They go, uh, it's, it's, it's not the freedom I'm talking about. No, freedom. Look it up. Yep. Check the definition. Well, you know, in the financing, if you read any of the articles about the financing of the $44 billion Twitter deal, with Elon Musk, I see the uh, the Saudi prince. One point eight nine, I think he's got involved. Kicking in Kicking some in money. Always there. good to get entangled with the Saudis further, especially when they're fucking us on the oil. Right? Yeah, the oil. Record profits, though, Kev. Did you, did you check that out? Uh, you know week? what? Let's just not go down that 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 rabbit hole because we have no idea what we're talking about no. when it comes to petroleum. Mm-mm. And, and profit, that whole subtracting expenses from yeah. revenue, leaving profit. R- record records, record profits that, 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 I mean, it's, I don't know. Listen. But it's, enough, you know, it's Biden's fault. Enough of losing our freedom uh, completely in this country, uh, thanks to the... Uh, the megalomaniac power brokers a dildo hit the ice in buffalo uh we have some video of this here uh and uh it it was the buffalo bills game that we initially reported but it's becoming a thing and uh the buffalo sabers uh treated there it is and it uh it, it actually is not as unwieldy on the ice as i'd imagine it would be i thought it would like you know Almost like a, when the puck end over ends and stuff. This was a pretty clean swipe. If we can replay, I don't know which player it was, who took a shot at the dildo. There it goes. He probably could have put it in the net with, with how straight it traveled. In the hole. It's in the hole. Nope, as it were. Exactly. Exactly. They have to do that. You know, they do those, those games with... Uh, in between periods where they have people come to, again, no pun intended, uh, they have people come down onto the ice and, and do some, try to shoot through a smaller, they have to do the dildo shot. I think a giant like that, the Great American, uh, whatever that is, the Great American Challenge, that giant dildo that's like the size of a fire extinguisher where you could actually like maybe put your forehead on it and run around it and then run the bases at, at baseball games, mm-hmm. like you can get a dildo in a lot of like really fun, you know, just family atmosphere kind of things. Perry Saturn, were you fond of Perry? Kevin? I like yeah. 
Perry Saturn told a story on on a kayfabe commentary show one time in the uh, in the hallway of a hotel. They put out a slip and slide. You know what this is? Where they where it's, yeah. it shoots where the kids slide on it and it's wet and it's got water. They put a slip and slide in the hotel hallway, and had a rat down at one end, with her legs like in the stirrups. Perry put strapped a dildo on his head and ran down the hallway, slid in the slip and slide for final insertion into the uh, into the rat. While Kenny Loggins sang Highway to the Danger Zone, <laughs> which is unbelievable. <laughs> Wholehearted. I mean, we could, what, what songs would we be playing? Um, so, I, I, you know, another thing we talked about last week that I wanted to bring up, it, it's not as long as the RVD video from last week. <laughs> We ended up calling the show uh, Life After, but for a minute there, it was going to be called Pick a Hand because we spent so much goddamn time on it. <laughs> but I have I have the clip of Scott Hall reacting to both of your F. Mary kills, and I was pissing my pants when I looked at it. I said, we have to bring it up because he was so fucking funny. <laughs> this game tell them who the best to have a, a fun night versus marry and then who should just maybe just be all, all together if i'm doing the fucking you, you're speaking right. for the women you're you're in the yeah. you're in the point of view of the woman oh but wait a minute well you're, you're not all gay she wants so to have a hard if, time if women have who they it. should fuck who they should marry oh. who they should kill well, who would you tell them oh uh definitely uh, fuck Nash. If they were, if it's a, if if a woman's asking who, the, who they should fuck, it would be Nash. Um, marry Sean, and probably kill Scott. <laughs> wouldn't be a very pleasant home life, would it? I'm just saying, like you know, I mean, they all love them all to death, man. I fucking wouldn't want anything to happen to them. No, I'm just saying, a woman would probably come to those conclusions herself. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> you little dick. In Nash's you shoot, he was asked the same question. Um, Waltman Michaels uh, Scott Hall. <laughs> Go ahead. Gun to your head. Gotta fuck one, gotta marry one, gotta kill. Kids are freaks, I'm gonna fuck him. I'm gonna marry Sean and as fucking Charlie Manson said. <laughs> I'm already dead. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> well, two, so, two of my buddies want me dead. Or at least want to kill me. Here you go. Here's the forum. F, marry, kill. Pock, Sean, Nash. Um, I'd probably fuck Sean. <laughs> and can I kill both Kev and fucking Pock? Take Nash. Fucking and- dicks. <laughs> fuck you both. Um, no, I, I would marry Kev and... Kill Sean. Okay. Horsecock Express. Rank the members of the clique in terms of hose size. We don't have to play From through this, but Kev, if you're curious. Okay, here. I guess this is in the form of a new game. Um, the clique's dicks. So on the one end of the spectrum, you've got uh, Virgil. And on the other end of the spectrum, this is uh, Seth Rollins, right? Okay, Seth Rollins' micro-penis. Um, please place the clique in the oh. board. I've never, I haven't really observed a lot of cocks. So. 
I mean, I don't know if I could... Speculation, maybe? They, they say, what do the women say? The hands, the feet? I don't know. The nose? Uh, oh. <laughs> well, if you call my noses, I'd put fucking Triple H. Wait, wait, if I put him down Beyond there by Virgil. Virgil. I mean, if you're going by feet size, and Kev would be right there. Um, well, Sean's was advertised in the China video, so so that that you is is public knowledge. Right? I never saw the video. Okay, I remember one time Conan. We were at TNA TV when it like first came out. And Conan was like, "Hey, you want to see it?" I'm thinking. No, no. I mean, I've seen it with the smoking hot broad in Cleveland and turned the light. Like, okay, I've seen you there fucking you a million times. Like, I, you know. The best you could do was a fucking picture of me in a fucking jumpsuit. It it had to be it had to be public. It had to be uh, something we could uh, news that we could use oh, the rights huh. to. Wow, thanks. <laughs> I think I think we're all gonna fuck you then kill you. <laughs> You had your chance with the all Sean version last week. <laughs> well, listen, at least, at least at least Xbox, I did. I, at least Xbox and I have fallen in love with each other. So, <laughs> yes, uh, listen, folks. Uh, if you thought we were going a little, if you thought that was a little stiff, uh, the nights are getting longer. The breeze is not the only thing getting stiff. That's right. We are sponsored by Blue Chew for our stiff one of the week. Guys, confidence can take you far in life, and it's never more true than in the bedroom, okay? It's all about performance, guys, taking a little bit of that pressure off you. It's all mental, right? It's so mental getting it on. And uh, listen, if you want a little extra confidence where you don't have to worry about performance, Blue Chew comes to your rescue. It's a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night. Plan ahead. Be ready whenever the opportunity arises. They're chewable. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. You consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you get your prescription within days. Best part, all online, guys. Okay, no visits to the doctor talking about this face-to-face, standing around the the pharmacy while they're peeking out to see who's getting the uh, the prescription filled. Um, it's all done online. Shows up at your door in discreet packaging. They're made in the USA, and they say there's nothing sexier than confidence. So chew it and do it, guys. Okay, if you could use a little boost uh, next time you're heading to the boudoir. Now uh, we've got a special deal for you. Okay, you're gonna try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code Nash at checkout. Just pay five dollars for shipping. Okay, that's BlueChew.com promo code Nash to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the Stiff One of the Week. This uh, stiff one is Tony Atlas talking about New Jack. Um, let's see. Uh, I guess there was no love loss there. I don't know the genesis of it, but let's uh, let's take a look or a listen. Whatever we have here. From down in the hot land or Atlanta, Georgia, from your friend Kwani Green. He said, Tony, I've heard a lot about it on the Internet, on Facebook, on YouTube. What is your problem with New Jack? And I really didn't have an answer for the guy. He badmouthed me over the Brody incident when he was not there. Why would he have a comment about you and the Brody incident? Because he's an idiot. What is his take on? He made he made fun of my southern accent. He just made fun of me, you know. Uh, he, I, I never I met New Jack. I've seen him in my lifetime twice. Mm-hmm. 
a guy came to me and showed me an interview that he said. Now, here's a man I don't even know. Never met him a day in my life. And he would talk about that I was a punk, that I tried to have sex with some man or something. He's you like tried about, to have sex about, with some yeah, man? Yeah, and he's like talking about that, that, that I was scared and I ran and, and left Brody and, and all this and that stuff. Just a bunch of lies, a bunch of bullshit, just to get ratings. I don't think he was even in the business in 1988. Right, he wasn't even around, but then he got it got to me because I almost lost my life with that. What do you mean? Yeah. Now? Well, because Savio Vega told me, oh, said, okay. right, right, Savio, you listen to Savio Vega on, on, on Jim Cornette's show. He he, he tell the story again. He said, he said, he said that Tony, if he don't shut his mouth, don't stop talking to people, police, but we're going to stick him too. He told Savio Vega in Spanish that he want to stab me too. Savio told me don't go to my room because they have people up there waiting on me. That's why I went to the airport. Savio you know? is a friend of you. Savio Vega, yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was our wrestler at TNT back then. Yep, with yeah. face paint. Right, but 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 he understood what would be saying in the dressing room. They were going to stab me that same night because I was the one that was talking, telling the police what really happened. Yeah. You know, and so this guy sticking his mouth to to where it belonged. Me and Brody was 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 good friends. Was a great guy. I was the only guy that stood up for stood up for Brody. And then when you stand up, put your life on the line for somebody, and then you have some freaking to stand out there and 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 badmouth you over. Yes, I call him that. I'm because he is one. You know, he's a Who piece. Are you talking he's about? a scum. Yeah, he's a piece of scum. All right. Your thoughts on uh, Tony and New Jack? You did, yeah, we talked about New Jack here a little bit. You didn't know him that well, but uh, what about Tony? Uh, uh, I, I I always liked Tony. You know, Tony was always cool with me. I never had a problem with him. Uh, he never walked on your face. Well, no, I, but um, it just amazes me. Like, who the fuck was interviewing him? <laughs> okay. That's that's Dan Marotti, who actually just died in a car accident a couple of months ago, I believe. You can get me a date on that, Steve. I, you know what? I I always I kind of liked him. Always, you know why? He had a very distinct personality. A lot of the guys in the shoot game, as hosts, were very generic. They didn't kind of have a a brand, so to speak. They were just, you know, read a list of questions. They weren't conversationalists at all. And I always thought Dan Marotti was pretty. His Boston accent always made me laugh. His pronunciations, and he was, he was. I don't know though. When something when, you, when you, you're talking about New Jack, and Tony Atlas goes on a, on a, on, a, on a rant, and he just cuts in. He goes, New Jack. Yeah, he was a little lost. That's okay. I'm like, okay. I'm sorry. That, I'm sorry that he passed. But he's, I mean. So I guess you were never a guest on the Boston Wrestling Show. I, I, I uh, No, he passed on March the 11th. Oh, was it March? Okay. Yeah. It felt like a few months ago. Um, I see that we're, we're going to edit. That inter- we're going to edit that, one of the terms that. That, that, inter- that interview seemed like a few months ago. <laughs> It took a few months. The uh, hey, next I, t- next time you bring up that guy, pick a hand. <laughs> I guess we're bleeping a term that came out of uh, Tony's mouth, and that, and that uh, I guess that would be seen as uh, racially insensitive, perhaps. Even though Tony said it, uh, 
about New Jack. All right. Uh, it is time for Florida Man. Tony very Kanye before Kanye. Yeah, Kanye before Kanye. I like that. I'm going to use that. But uh, Tony was very contrarian in a lot of his opinions. He, he's, a, he's a little bit of a shocking individual if you listen to his, uh, his opinions on things. But you know, I errantly said he would walk on your face. He liked to be the recipient of the women stepping on his face with vans, actually. He's, I thought it was like heels. We were doing a segment of his you shoot, and I'm showing him like heels. Like, would you like this on your face? Would you like this on your face? And uh, he, he said no. The, no, the, no, it, no, he wanted April Levine to do it with a, with a pair of vans on. Vans, or he got so excited about China uh, doing it. He, he pulled out a, a life-size cutout of China on air that he was carrying around with him because she was going to be like, I guess, at the convention he was going to. And he begins taking out all this China merchandise and saying, they're, they're the face walkers that she wearing right there. Them the face walkers. And he's showing the shoes. I know you enjoy the accent. He's showing the shoes. And then a full life-size uh, a cutout is I turned to him. I said, did you stop at a China store before you came here? How do you have all this merch? So actually, he actually was registered for some for for China. Registered. You know, like when you get married, you register. For oh, China. register for China. <laughs> Jesus. You're too esoteric. You're too. You see, you make jokes like that and it's like you know it's this isn't a wrestling show that's true Wrestler, I, take it, I take it back <laughs> wrestlers can't reach for the for the kind of everyman humor the jerry seinfeld humor all right florida man or jersey guy here we go uh one headline uh real headline news item from a uh, uh a an incident involving a florida man uh, or a jersey guy and kevin will uh What's your record on this? We should have kept. Uh, we should have kept. Are you down? You're just down one, really, because there was a technicality. Yeah, there was one. a technicality. I, I'm. 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 I'm uh, did you get it last week or did you get hosed? Yeah, no, no, I, no. I didn't get hosed. Okay. All right. Here we go. Man arrested for calling nine one one after his kitten denied entry into a strip club. And the other story, fugitive applies for a job at the sheriff's office. Man arrested for calling 911 after his kitten is denied entry into a strip club. The joke writes itself, if you want to. I'm leaving the goalie out of the net for that one, the kitten in the strip club. And then uh, fugitive applies for a job at the sheriff's office. Boy, again, I just... uh... Those, those could both go either way. This is kind of a. Let me think now. I like the process. This is my favorite part of it. When you're when you when you're verbalizing the thought process. Well, I mean, you, you think about okay, like to walk in to a strip club and you actually have a, a cat in your hand. Yeah, it's it's that's kind of that has that kind of jersey because the guy might have like you know. He's, he's a little bit pimped out, and he thinks like the chicks are going to be digging the fact that he's got the kitten. All women like cats. He's going to have. So I'm going to go with Jersey guy with the cat and uh, just absolute fucking mental 
uh, Florida man trying to get a job (laughs) as he's he's being chased by a cop car. (laughs) Well, um, I think you didn't get it right, but had I shown you the guy at the strip club, you probably would have gotten it right. You got it, Steve? Do I have a, a picture of? Oh, I don't have a picture of the guy. There was there was one website. If you if you if you search it out, you'll see the mugshot. I see, actually Teddy, Teddy Hart used to always have like Teddy Hart had those like he trained incre- cats. Yeah, yeah like those great cats and like those things. Man, they they would they would they would pull women. Well, he also had a he he ran a brothel too. So the, you know, he he just he put it all together uh, there. So this yeah. is out of Murdoch, Florida. A man walks into a strip club with a cat. Please don't tell me you've heard this one. Everett uh, Legs Lags uh, tried to enter a Murdoch, Florida strip joint last week with a kitten. They were both refused entry. He repeatedly called nine one one. Deputies arrested Lags for misusing nine one one and other charges. Um, we didn't get. We didn't get a sh- where's his shot at? Uh, oh, that, uh, Steve, that's him with the, in the second row, the first picture. Yeah, that's right. There. No, y- there you go. Not pimped out, Kev. See, you would have gone full Florida man had I shown you that. I would have just said, yeah, the guy was on meth too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, of course, uh, how can we forget the? Uh, uh, Florida man arrested for having sex with alligator. <laughs> he should be given a medal. Forget about arrested. Yeah. If you could make that work, I've, I've seen the whole you know where they, where they actually wrestle them and you know hold their their mouths open because they don't have any any. But uh, God, did you ever see that show where they uh, they go and um, swamp people where they they make their living? catching alligators i think it's on discovery no animal i don't know i don't know what channel it's on i want to miss uh, report that but it's called swamp people and they just follow people that live down on the bayou mostly in louisiana and uh that's their job they get up at like five in the morning and there's there's a very short period of time where you're allowed to hunt alligator it's like a month and they have to make enough money to sustain themselves for a year. And they buy, like, they buy the tags. Like, I think I'm going to catch 100 alligators this year. And they pay X amount of dollars for each tag to wrap around the foot and sell when they come back. And they're like, imagine leaving for work. As, as shitty as your job might be out there and you don't want to slog through the, the weather this morning and go to the office or whatever. Imagine your entire goddamn living was dependent on you hauling in 10 like 12 foot alligators that day on these little boats, these small motor boats that they just pile the dead alligators on and they're like climbing all over them. Fascinated by this. Um, yeah. So that's, that, that guy, that guy trains. That's <laughs> that guy's on roids. You laugh. He, he would have been the fourth hillbilly for McMahon in 1986 had he, had he walked into his office in Stanford. I think he was fourth in line on Ned Beatty. Ding, 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 ding. Indeed. Uh, let me tell you, speaking of Ned Beatty, um, I'm going to tell you guys right now, by just putting one small device in your meat... Um, Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. I'm going to guarantee you results in the kitchen, folks. Uh, Meter, M-E-A-T-E-R, is the product. I have used this. I have this. And um, this is the perfect time of year to talk about this. We're in November. And guys, our favorite food coma holiday is coming up. And if you want to be sure you don't mess up that centerpiece turkey, I found the perfect tool. Make sure your food comes out perfectly juicy, not overcooked. You want the bird to be juicy. And, uh, you know, uh, you have to drench it in gravy when it's dry. Meter, M-E-A-T-E-R, is a sleek Bluetooth meat thermometer. Okay, It keeps an eye on your food and lets you know when it's ready to come out of the oven or even off the grill. It'll give you a countdown for the cook so you can keep watching the big game while Meter watches your food. Spend the time with your loved ones, kick back, have a beer, and nail that Thanksgiving bird. Super simple, super easy, perfect results. Have you guys ever mistimed a roast? The, the secret is it's not about the clock. It's not about the time. It's the temperature. When they give you the instructions, they're estimating how much time it will take to get that particular meat to a certain temperature. So go for the temperature. You stick the device right into the meat, up to the line, and the app is on your phone. You tell you select the food, um, what type of cut, and it tells you the temperature. And it begins, it reads the thermometer. So I slid, I did a whole chicken the other day. I slid it and started at like 50 degrees out of the fridge. And it just kept going up 53, 54 degrees, 55 degrees. And there's a timer below it. So it starts to adjust the time remaining based on the temperature as it changes. There's no wires, devices. I, I had one one time for the grill that had these wires that had to come out of it to, to plug into the receiver, which sent the signal to my phone. It's, it's, two devi- it's two devices. And one is mine, my cell phone. I stick the thermometer in and I look at the cell phone. Meter is the company it can be used on a grill smoker oven uh, air fryer rotisserie literally anywhere it comes with cloud service so you have limitless range and you could still monitor uh the food while you're watching tv or even running to the store monitor your turkey steaks prime ribs chicken in this app so this way you can relax and pretend you're doing a whole lot more this is perfect holiday gift okay get a free pair of heat proof gloves I have them. Big black gloves. You stick them in and, and they're, they're soft. It's not these uh, inflexible uh, rubber ones. Uh, with any meter purchase, you're going to get the gloves. Okay, so go to meter.com, M-E-A-T-E-R.com, and the uh, barbecue oven mitts are coming to you with your purchase. You're going to use the code click this, K-L-I-Q this, at checkout. Thanksgiving's coming up. Cook your meat to perfection. Get your free cooking gloves on M-E-A-T-E-R dot com with code click this. And thank you all for um, heading out, checking out Meter. It, 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 it really works well. We have one of those grills out back that it goes from like Five degrees to nine hundred, you know the the, the the actual you know the, just the, the the gauge on it, the range, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's just like you're like, oh, jeez, and you're trying to eyeball it, you know. And it, it's like, no, 
Like the, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than watching somebody butterfly a fillet because they don't know what the hell they're doing. This takes the guesswork out. Perfect steak every time. Absolutely, absolutely. And you set how you like to eat it. You want it medium rare. You want it medium. You tell them to cut. You program it, and it's right there. Tremendous. Thank you, Meter, bringing us into our main topic for the week. You know, I think a lot of people were probably in disbelief when they saw the topic for this week. Right? It's time. It's it's time. It's it, it, it's marinated. We let it simmer, as Kevin would say. Kevin from Boston would say. It's simmer. not done yet. Let it simmer. Let it simmer, brother. Let the heel simmer. Um, and so this is uh, going to be about the bunkhouse stampede. I guess everyone that watches this, people ask me sometimes, Kev, people who know me that don't watch wrestling, they'll hear about the podcast, they'll see coverage, and they always go, so is it all wrestling fans that listen? And I have to go, no. I, I mean, just because Kevin was a wrestler. The, so I guess there are others th- that need to be educated on what the hell the bunkhouse stampede was. Maybe they heard the joke every week, but they just don't know what the hell a bunkhouse stampede is. What was your reaction when you first heard about the bunkhouse stampede? My my personal? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, for me, I, it's a no-brainer. You know, when you, th- I mean, I, 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 and I guess maybe because that whole Yellowstone, that show coming back, back around and kind of bringing that whole bunkhouse feel to things <laughs> and i just like I, I say to myself like every time i watch i watch that 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 show i say to myself god it's so funny because i don't hear the trains and then i realize i'm not in uniondale you're right you're not in long island no no right. it's it's like no this is like like because to me i associate especially a bunkhouse brawl or any like anything where anything over the top rope, especially if it's a bunkhouse over the top of a cage. Just, just yeah. think about that alone. Somebody sat down in a room and said, "Hey, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a, a Royal Rumble, but it's not gonna be over the top rope. It's gonna be over the top of a cage, and we're gonna have on shitty cowboy boots." Tight-ass Wrangler pants. We're going to be all taped up so we can't really... And we're just going to make this as dangerous as possible. Yet, when you watch it, it's going to look absolutely pathetic. It's an incredible, incredible thought. Well, I dig I dig the come-as-you-are. Like, the Texas death match was always cool because the guys came to the ring and... Whatever their gear was, if it was slaughter, he had the full fatigues with the the hat, the helmet that he could wear, or or if it was uh, someone with a proclivity to wear uh, cowboy boots, they could wear them. Through. So I dug the whole "come as you are" thing. But so the application of that to the battle royal. So if anyone does know, it's battle royal where the wrestlers wore bunkhouse gear. It didn't have to be in a cage. It could have been just a regular battle royal. Um, bunkhouse gear. I guess it had to be specific to the bunkhouse culture, I guess. Did everyone do the belt buckles and the cowboy boots and the denim? Or did anyone, like, come out in a in, in, in camouflage and a tutu? 
Well, you had the you had the road warriors who had the their, they did the spikes. Right? They wore the spikes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the road warriors came out with the spike. Barb Barb didn't barbarian and and uh, and warlord didn't. They didn't come out and and, and bunkhouse gear. Right, the Russians. Uh, Ivan and Nikita brought the chains. The chains out. out. Yeah. yeah, it was. Right. So it was. It was. I think it was very market specific. Uh, it, it's when you look at it, it's it's just it's such a. I, it's it just has that that feeling of a like um, of a Jackson Pollock, you know. First time this has ever been used in comparison. Yeah. I love it though. I do. I I think Pollock. I definitely think abstract. Um, so it, it so battle royal rules. You know, you gotta you gotta toss the other guy. Last guy remaining. Uh, well, Wins. Over or, or but then is it, is it, when it goes to the cage, they add the unbelievably beautiful spots of you can go over the top or out the door through the door, right? That one in Uniondale, that that three that three man tussle in front of that door with Arn Tully and Lex and and. Tully and 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 Arn, who is so into the fact that he's going to get Lex out of the out of this this uh, out of this ring, basically sacrifices him because he takes all physics out of the equation, puts his feet on the top stair, bear hugs Lex around the waist. And now, no matter what, if Lex goes out, there's, I mean, he's going to, if, if, if he pulls Lex, I mean, he's taking one for the team. And lo and behold, it takes all three of them in Uniondale in that final match out of the ring. Uh, I've watched it in slow motion. <laughs> I've, I've, I mean, I've, I've watched it. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's... You, know, you you think about like Morocco off the top of the cage. You think about you know some things that Snooker did early in that in that time frame. But that that three man scrum in front of that door in the is, doorway. Oh, uh, I the mean, drama. Just, the drama. Uh, I, I it's 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 almost like when Raymond Burr is, is making his way at rear window. And you feel that that Hitchcockian, this that suspense is building and building. It's just like, ugh. I mean, well, my cock right, was definitely involved. Uh, right now, my my, po- my pulse is like one hundred six, one hundred seven. Unbelievable. Just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. crazy, crazy. Yeah. So the the first uh, the first annual bunkhouse stampede happens in 1985, actually a full three years before the pay per view in Long Island. Okay, um, now we have a few in the month of December 1985, uh, December 7th uh, and December 8th. Magnum wins both of those. Okay, in respectively in, in Cleveland and Atlanta. Then um, Cleveland, Cleveland is huge. Huge farm farm area there in Cleveland. Once again, once again, well chosen for the first and uh, the first match. I guess it happens in Cleveland. Yeah. Then Atlanta the following night. Then, um, do you think they did that because 
the people of Cleveland had no earthly idea what a bunkhouse match would be because they don't know what a bunkhouse is. So it's like, you know, as I mean, a like, test, like to test it out. Well, just to, like to see if it could draw just on on curiosity. Like, whoa, I've never heard of that before. Well, I, I don't have the attendance. I wonder what it was, though. We could probably find it. I bet you it was. I bet you it was far less than six thousand. Um. Then on the fifteenth of December, nineteen eighty-five, and then again on the twenty-eighth of December of nineteen eighty-five, Dusty wins both of those in Greensboro. Okay, we're getting closer, right? Now we're we're choosing, we're choosing areas that might be a little more. But and then Philly. On the oh, I mean, I remember the first time I went. To, I went to Philly when I was a young kid, and my and my uncle took me to the ranch. Well, no. He said to me, "He said you want to get a cheesesteak, or you want to go? You want to go brand some cows?" And I, I looked at him. I'm like, what, "What's a cheesesteak?" You know, because I, it was yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's Philly. I mean, yeah, I'm going to brand some cows. Right. Right. Exactly. Cheesesteak. It's, it's cow city. Uh, I mean, I understand that the beef comes from a cow, but that's that's n- neither here nor there. No. 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 When you think Philly. You think ranch hands, you think large pens of animals and transient bunkhouse workers uh, yes. stacking up in the in the barn for the night and uh, and going at it. Um, so this is December 85. This is the four bunkhouse matches that happen on the road, all house shows, I think. And uh, so then 1986 is the next time any bunkhouse stampede match uh, happens once again in December. So this appears that it's going to be an annual December event. Um, in, in this almost year, like a, almost like a if you didn't get what you wanted for Christmas or I mean, like this is like you know hey you didn't get a bike but I do have some upper upper bowl uh, bunkhouse. Tickets. Tickets, right, to see you. Uh, so that December, Nikita, Hawk, Animal, uh, Big Bubba, and uh, Dusty win those. Then in 87, so now we get into 87, now the rules change. Okay, they throw a monkey wrench into the whole thing. I guess it was going too well, and they needed to uh, to change things up. Now, the winners of the most bunkhouse stampedes from all across the country would be awarded the grand prize. So this is kind of what they did to NASCAR, how they fucked that whole thing up. Well, you'll have to tell me. I I, well, I, they, I have they, a degree. I don't watch NASCAR. Well, NASCAR used to be just you you won races and then you know I was and you you got points and went in the Winston Cup. You just now it's you know it's it's tears and you know you, you go and it's like a, it's almost like a play in thing and I really don't know because I don't watch it anymore. And I, and I live in I, I live in Daytona Beach with the Super Bowl, basically. Of of uh, going to say you coverage. could probably smell the fuel for two weeks from oh, your you can, house. You, you can definitely hear it from the ocean. My God! Um, so in '87, the rules change, and now whoever wins the most is going to be given the the trophy and and declared the bunkhouse champion. But uh oh, wouldn't you know it? By the end of '87, Big Bubba Rogers and Dusty are tied. So what do you do for the big blow-off? Where do you go to award the boot for the bunkhouse stampede? 
And Kev, if you're thinking the home of the Penguins and Steelers and Pirates, you would be correct. Ugh. Pittsburgh Civic Center. Well, February 27th. I actually saw that there was some some uh, important knowledge that came across the bottom of my screen. This is that I was only privy to. The Cleveland, the, the, the of course, the first one. Now we know it was in Cleveland. It was a bunkhouse, and it drew seven. It drew seven thousand, but there was some mis. Instead of the the bunkhouse, uh, the stampede, they just called it the Cleveland Steamer. So I think there could have been some 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 miscommunication there on exactly what they were going to see, you know, almost like a, like a pig, almost like a pigsty match or something like that. You know, Steve, you're from Philly. Did you attend the, uh, Oh, wait, hold on. This is 85. Were you even born? You weren't even born yet. I bet you're born in 86. All right. F you. Um, I turned 50 today. So the, the world is a different place through my, uh, through my lens today. I don't remember fifty. Yeah. Oh, good. So I, so I have a few years ahead of me to have some fun, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, nineteen eighty-eight, Kevin, January twenty-fourth on pay-per-view Nassau Coliseum in Long Island. Of course, it's a hotbed of bunkhouse talk. We've talked about that. Um, Six thousand drawn. We've talked about. The error in timing that happened, they actually put the wrong time out. Or was it? Or Right. I don't want to start any conspiracy theories here. I don't know if Paul Pelosi was at the event or not. But um, the pay-per-view does a respectable 200,000 buys, though, which, which isn't bad. But um, Vince, in his uh, imminent intelligence runs a Royal Rumble for free on with USA the, Network. With with people that they actually know in the Northeast. <laughs> Running it for free on USA Network. And, of course, it diverts buys from the Bunkhouse Stampede. And anyone who may, in the New York area, as Kevin's indicating, may have wanted to go naturally, go down to the... Uh, to the ranch to watch the stampede. Can I ask you a question? Uh-oh. The guys that I've been watching every week in WWE are going to be on TV at that time, so maybe I'll stay home. Yeah. Yeah. So I never saw Southern Southern Wrestling until I moved to Atlanta, which was in maybe, I don't know when that was, 85, maybe 86? I never, I, I didn't know that there was, I saw big time wrestling and it was the WWF. Like those were, that was, I saw a big time when I was a kid. Then the, then I went down and Joe Petticino had this like six hour block of wrestling that would be on Saturday nights. I mean, it had Georgia championship. It had, you know, Memphis, it had, every, it had everything. Uh, I think it had superstars. But then it had, um, oh fuck the uh, said the Saturday night WCW show, uh, the, the six oh five uh, yeah. from the Carolinas for, yeah. from uh, yeah oh, from Atlanta from the Atlanta. TV studio yeah, in Atlanta the t- yeah. yeah the TBS the TBS show yeah so that was like the first time 
like when 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 people would would talk about Dusty, and this is no disrespect because I just you know I didn't I I wasn't a you know I was I was watching basketball. People when I went when I when I got into the business and they'd be like you know this is Dusty I'd be like oh yeah he's that guy that had the polka dots on his on his outfit I had no idea about so any the of- Dusty image you had in your head was the Vince Dusty yeah the WWE Dusty and then he was like and I'm like I'm like how has this guy got so much stroke so then it took, it took me a while and I was just like and then I you know because back then you could get VHS VHS tapes. And I'm just like, like, oh, like not only is this guy like super over, but he, he's like charismatic, like, like, he, he, like he was like so much. I mean, he, he he was great. I mean, you can't take anything away from Dusty. No, Dusty might be on the. You know, people always ask the. You know, who's on your. Mount Rushmore of wrestling, and you know Dusty. Dusty might have to be up there because he had, he had the in ring, right? He could keep an audience hot, and the goddamn camera loved him. He was just such such a natural performer. He had a mind for the business. He was a booker too. I mean, he he had he was the all around. I remember all around greats. I remember when they um, they put uh, Dusty with me and Scott for a pay per view, and he came in. He came down to the ring. And uh, this is before he turned. And he came down with that John Wayne strut down down that ramp. And I was just like, man, I said, look at this. It's like this motherfucker, man. And he just, he just, he stole it. I mean, he just, he knew how to steal it. And he did every chance he got, he did. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. He was, how often did you work with Dusty? Um, I mean, I, I broke in when when Dusty was, you know, it, 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 you know, I broke in, and Dusty was around during that time frame, at the beginning, and then I went off in '93, and then I came back, and Dusty was, you know, Dusty was working with WCW when mm-hmm. I came back um, with the NWO. So the uh, the pay per view, like I said, it does two hundred thousand buys, which isn't bad. But but Vince's Vince's free Royal Rumble on USA Network does an eight point two. I want to give you for comparison's sake, listeners, youngins. Raw did zero point four four the week that I pulled this research, which was a couple of weeks ago. Eight point two. Zero point four four. So that's that's the impact that the sport was having. Um, so the lineup for the card, here's what drew the 6,000 fans and 200,000 buys on pay-per-view, which is pretty good. Um, Nikita takes on uh, Bobby Eaton with Jim Cornette. This ends in a uh, time limit draw. This is for the World Television Championship. Nikita was holding the title at the time. Um, you know... I, I've I've worked with Nikita and I, I like him a lot. I never I never bought the accent ever, ever not even close. How do you say? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was it was a little little too cartoon. And you played a Russian, so I mean, you you'd be an authority on uh, playing a Russian 
uh, and being being American, of course, as Nikita is. Well, Scott, I think uh, I think growing so, growing up so close to Czechoslovakia, right? It's kind of, it helps with the with the, with, the, with the dialect a little. Yes, it yeah. softens the palate. Yes, uh, for some of those hard R's. Um, the, you know, Ivan's accent, for that matter, was almost, almost like. I, I just, I just, I don't know, I couldn't, I couldn't do a little better, I guess. That's what I was well, saying. Well, you you're you a national gotta, Yeah, you got to watch out because, you know, you are, you are down there in that, in that, in that, uh, sun belt. That's what they call it. Nikita as a baby face. How'd you feel about this? Aren't there some people that are just born heels or just born baby faces and you really can't flip them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think there's some people that are, are are natural, or you know, I don't think that Sting was ever supposed to be. I mean, Sting's not a baby. Or, I mean, not a heel. Right, right. Sting, you can't turn. Uh, Steamboat, you'd never be able to turn. Um, Roddy was one of those weird cases where he was so over as a heel that he just kind of became a natural baby face. But then what you do is you got to leave that alone right there. Don't don't actually make him a baby face because I, I feel that crippled him a little bit. My opinion, having never right. gotten in the ring. I don't say, I mean, there's just there's just certain people that just, you know, I think you have to have some size to you to be a heel. A little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you didn't fear Sky Lolo? Oh, if you, if you turn Ray heel, I don't think that people would buy it. Right. But again, Ray's. But then, I don't think the size would do that. He's just he's so over as a as a face. Unless he had maybe a like a, some kind of Asian spike or. Hmm. Maybe he had one of those. <laughs> came at you with one of those buffalo dildos. Right. Right. That's, that's heat. That's heat. It might be a pop though these days. Who knows? These fans are as demented as the as the uh, as the action in the ring. Second match: Larry Zabisco with Baby Doll defeats Barry Windham. This is for the Western. Go ahead. What is it, the Western Heritage? Western States Heritage, Heritage Championship. And we've had this conversation on numerous times. It's just like if you're if you can't. If you can't book this in Halifax, Nova Scotia, book this son of a bitch in Uniondale because it's about about as as east as you can go. But if you're going to have a western... uh, Yeah, I mean, your feet are getting wet if you take one more step off Long Island. Yeah, let's just let that simmer. We don't even have to just let it simmer. Were you were you upset that you were never in the running for the Western States Heritage titles? I mean, Michigan is, I mean, it's central, but it's certainly further west than Uniondale. And yeah, shit, if it was defended I, in Uniondale. And I think if you had it in Grand Rapids, which is Western Michigan, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I think Western Michigan University is in Kalamazoo. Well, the, their gymnasium would have been a perfect place. Could have probably put six thousand in there. And there is actually uh, some some farmland out that way. Yeah, right. For the for authenticity's sake, yeah. probably not on the college campus, but uh, no, no. Yeah. But they, I mean, they may have a, a small ag campus. I don't know. 
So uh, it's Zabisco and Wyndham. Wyndham's the champion uh, at the time. And uh, Zabisco, Zabisco's such a character, isn't he? Great. Did you spend some time with Zabisco? Oh, yeah. He's in Florida, isn't he? Mm -hmm. He's somewhere down there. I know him and Scott were hanging out for a while. Scott, lo Scott loved him. Yeah. Scott, Scott loved working with him. Scott, Scott loved him. One of the greatest... I told this in one of my books, so I'm not telling tales out of school here. One of my greatest worker stories. When you ha when you have to hire wrestlers, you, you you very quickly see what every promoter in the history of wrestling has had to deal with. I get a call from Zabisco about two weeks before he's going to come on Timeline and do Timeline 1980, which he did and was great. But two weeks before calls me and says, Sean, this is Zabisco. I just want to reach out to you. I want to tell you, I have a problem with my teeth. Like spitting parts of my teeth out. They're like cracking. Getting old really sucks. So um, I was wondering if you could send me some of that money so I can get the teeth fixed before I go on your show. And I said, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. He turned it on me. If I don't get the teeth fixed, I'm going to be sitting on your show with cracked teeth. So it would be in your best interest, Sean, to help me get these teeth fixed before we shoot this. Brilliant. It wasn't just, listen, I don't know you. I need a guarantee. I need a deposit. I didn't, No. I'll have no teeth for your show. I, I had to admire it. Had to admire it. There's a reason why only Larry and Barry Wyndham were ever uh, ever held that belt. What is that reason? I mean, just two just incredibly great workers. It just it couldn't go anywhere else. Right. Who who the hell else would have ran? Who else is going to take it? That that I mean, that and the fact that nobody ran fucking west. So. <laughs> Now, he married Vern's daughter, right? Correct. Which is, uh, listen, it's, it's kind of become a trope <laughs> these days. <laughs> you marry the boss's lady. And, but it did not work out as well for Larry as it did for other people that, that you might know. Um, but uh, did you call it the Zabisco? Like when Hunter and Steph started dating, did you kind of slide up and go, oh, are you doing the Zabisco here? I, you know, like we said, Flair's name became a verb. Well, Zabisco's name could have been a verb. You're not pissing again, are you? Uh, no, no. Oh, I'm, right. I'm, I'm drinking uh, unsweetened iced tea. Okay. Well, that's the that bottle could be the one. No, that that that's a little, a little, 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 little be tip. a challenge. <laughs> yeah. I might have to. I might have to ice down for that. <laughs> Did um. Would you, um, I could bring up a picture of Zabisco with the cracked teeth. Maybe that'll get you ready to drop your, uh, drop your junk in that bottle. Um, would you ever work with a, well, we mentioned, a, um, a baby doll here. Would you have ever worked with a, a valet? Not talking about Pam Anderson, talking about, um, a consistent valet that you would have had to travel with, or do you think that would have, uh, complicated your, uh, ring performance? Uh... I don't know. Um, 
I, I, it, I, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't. It, nah. No. I, just women don't travel like dudes. You know, they just we just we travel different. They just I don't care. They they, they take you know. Plus, you got to split a room with them. Like, there's nothing worse than dropping a deuce, like, and then knowing they got to come in and put makeup and brush your teeth and everything else. It's like, and if you're throwing up, if you're throwing my shit game off, then you're throwing my life off. You got, you got, you got to be gone. So you would have had to room with her. See, in my, to my mind, the the ladies would have stayed separate. Like, baby doll maybe stayed with with woman or or. Or somebody who else? Yeah, was but I, it, I mean, back when we were running three hundred days a year, man, like, what are you gonna, are you gonna see at the building? Hope you get there. Uh, yeah, I don't. Or we'll meet you downstairs. And there, and there, I'll drive you. Yeah. Listen, if she, look, if you're if you're traveling with the valet, you would have been banging her, right? I mean, there's no question, right? I mean, I was married, so I wouldn't be bad. Not you, I, you general, you general. Oh, um, one, one would be, would have to be sleeping with uh, with the valet if they're sharing a hotel room. No, she'd have to be pretty fucking hot. Because mm. then you're, I mean, not, now you every. I, I never got that how these guys they fall in love with these girls backstage, and the next thing you know, the, they're on the road with them, and it's just like Jesus. right, right. It's a disaster. Right. If it doesn't work out and you still have to work with them 300 yeah. days a year, someone's putting someone's head through a through a window. Yeah. I think that um, uh, Sean with Sherry was a good, that was a good pairing. Yeah, yeah. that, that kind of was, wasn't that, it? That, that, that well, she worked. was just great. She was. Well, yeah, and it, I, there, was, there, was, there was never, like nobody ever thought that that Sean was you know tapping that it, it didn't put any strain on his relationship with his his then wife and so I just saw this is this is hot news but it won't it won't be hot news by the time this plays but uh, did you see the bottom of the screen where Jared showed up on AEW? Um. Is that what I did? I read I'm that. Seeing, yeah, yeah, Steve, yeah. Steve, did I read that? Reported to us. Yes. Smacked Darby Allen with a guitar. A guitar. Mm-hmm. I've checked that out later. How old's Jeff? Is he fifty-four? Mm. Oh, fifty-four. Uh, let's see here. Fifty-five. Okay, Fifty-five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man, he, he can still do it. Shit, I was still, I was, I was still out there at fifty-five. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Um, match three. Lest we forget that we're covering the bunkhouse stampede here. Let's not have too much frivolity. Uh, Road Warrior Hawk uh, defeats Ric Flair um, by DQ. Um, it never worked for me as a young fan when. A tag, someone who, who was a tag to start with, not someone who got paired with someone later. When someone I came to know as part of a tag team would break singles for title shots, I knew they were never getting the strap because you can't dissolve the Road Warriors while Hawk no. wins the title and, and now Animal, Solo, and Hawk walking around. No, they're the Road Warriors, goddammit. I always knew that title wasn't changing hands. 
If you've ever, I, I did. That's one of the matches you can find. On, uh, on you, you, you can, yeah. yeah, you can find that one. And and, and Hawk absolutely no sells chops. <laughs> no, he was ahead of his time. It was yeah, before you said that. No, no, no sells chops and and, and gives uh, Flair like twenty five, you know, uh, gorilla presses. Right. I didn't. I didn't think you were allowed to no sell Rick's chops. But I guess when you hawk, <laughs> hawk did. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I always felt you'd have to to do that successfully. You've got to break them away, like they did with Sean with Marty, right? When when yeah. you see that someone's got who's in a tag team has the potential, you as the promoter or the booker have to get them away from that other person. Or you can do minds. like you can do like Sean and I, where I'm the champion, he, I'm the world champion, he's the Intercontinental champion, and we're the tag champions. <laughs> And, and the whole whole locker room hates us. <laughs> to, to the point where, I mean, I, I, I did shit in 77 in the business that, that you know, with, with Sean. Oh, the click. Yeah. Back in, back in, yeah, back in the bunkhouse stampede when the click was running shit. What? You, um, yeah, you, uh, you, you political. That was the word last week, right? Yeah, you, political. Too political, you guys. So that was, that was that, no, that was um, Jericho. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jericho, Jericho, but, Jericho but is too. Political. You've been called. You personally have been called political by almost every worker that we've featured talking about you, right? Well, I said that was your quote, right? Everyone calls it the wrestling business until you start treating it like it, or whatever the quote was. But it was. Right I, I, never, I, I never, yeah, but I never understand was how it was political. I never remember like walking into the building, going, "Wow, I got a lot of signs up in the hallway." I'm going to stand in front of that ballot box <laughs> with an AR-15, exactly. Try to put a, a, a voting car envelope in there. Hey, hey, Bam Bam, I don't see uh, any uh, purple dye on your thumb. You need to get over there and vote. Make sure it's dated or it doesn't count. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we're and then we're in the and then we're in the stampede. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're in it. And uh, Dusty defeats Arn, Barbarian, Ivan Koloff, Lex Luger, Road Warrior, Animal, Tully Blanchard, and the Warlord in what was the bunkhouse steel cage match. Instead of the top rope, elimination comes by throwing an opponent out the door or hoisting them twenty feet in the air. And throwing them over some the of, top s- of the cage. Some of the action at the end, when it's just down to Barb and and, and uh, Dusty, is. I, I think the only thing I can say is when, uh, well, the, the well, Linda guy walked between the twin towers, like that kind of like you know, you know, I mean, just the peril, the peril of it is just, I mean, just. Go ahead and hang, like Barb. You hang as as far as you can. I'm going to reach over and give you some. And I mean, I'm going to st- stretch to give you a couple of elbows, and you're going to fall about that far with no leverage, really, right? Because you yeah. can't. You and but, and but I mean, you're going to fall to your, your demise, right? You know, I mean, just uh, it's just. I think that there was 12,000 people there. I think that halfway through that match, 6,000 ran for the exits. After they demanded refunds, the count was down to six. Yeah, yeah. You've done battle royals. Um, 
I'm always fascinated by in in what seems to be chaos. There has to be the pre-planned discussion of who's going out when, by whom, and about at what time. Right? This isn't all called in the ring. No. So is there like a... Um, Listen, you get 20. In this case, it was only a handful. But in a, in a regular battle royal, you might have 20 guys in the ring. Um, you might have 30 in a row, Rumble. Not all. Uh, uh, very organized in their thought process and how to pull off this match. Is there anybody who's kind of calling something? Like one kind of ring general who's making sure it's well, going? In, 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 that small, in, in that kind of a... Uh, that bunkhouse thing, there were so few people in it. There's so few moving parts. It's kind of like, you know. Yeah, that was it. That was just like a six-man yeah, tag, basically. It, yeah. it could have been worked out. But when you got, yeah. I was looking like 20 guys. Like, does S.D. Jones know when he's supposed to? You know, the greatest thing of, of, of all time is, and they used to do this all the time, especially when I, I broke in, where they would get the green guy. And, um, like, somebody like Bobby Eaton would 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 call a spot like a tackle drop down spot and Bobby would do send me off and you know Bobby you know do like a spot like in the middle of the ring but everybody was smart to it except the green guy and everybody <laughs> you know so Bobby does this spot and everybody's like oh jeez like you don't do spots like, the, like as soon as the, as soon as the bell rings, all the big guys hunker their asses down on the second term buckle. I mean, it's a, it, it's if there's anything, this is the, the worst thing on earth. Used to be this. We used to do this sometimes at WWE when when, when my, like my first run is you would have uh, a a battle royal would start the night. And then you would wrestle who you went. Like, so if you were the first guy out, you would wrestle the next guy out. So that way, like the last two guys in the battle royal, you would dump that guy and then come back and have a match against him. You know, interesting format. Yeah, it's like the reverse royal rumble. Yeah, and just and, and but like just the absolute shits. That battle royal was so bad. Like you, 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 like twenty guys would be eliminated in like six minutes. Like, where, what do you mean we've got to work twice? Fuck that! We're, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out. Yeah, bump me. If fourteen guys go out at the same time, we're like, how'd they go out? I ah, just put them together. Right. So yeah, there's no room to move. You can't. You're not hitting the ropes right unless you're nah. one of the last three in there. So right, you find a corner and it's like. Or, I'll, work the, I'll work the top rope. You three guys get my leg, and we'll do uh, ten minutes of you trying to roll me out. I also used to love when, they, like, the Steiners or somebody would just bring up like a, a couple rolls of athletic tape, and then just tape somebody to the top rope. Like, just tape them, you know, like like, like they're crucified. And then as the as this match is going on, each guy just goes by and just gives them a chop, you know. <laughs> I don't know. That could be you, you do that to the right guy. That could be really fun. Yeah, there was there all was, night long kick yeah. to the balls and yeah. So uh, yeah, so this is so so uh, Dusty does the the leverageless elbows to drop Barb. Um, uh, no, drop uh, who was who was yeah, Barb? It was Barb, right? Yeah, Barb was last. Warlord was in there, but he uh, yeah 
he actually gets eliminated by Barbarian, I think, was the thing there, right? Whoa, uh, what a tease. Then you had the Blanchard-Anderson double team with Luger at the door. (sighs) And they all go out. Like I said, I mean, that's just... It's like the nutcracker. Just just unbelievable. So all in all, this... uh, this is the last pay-per-view. This is the last Bunkhouse Stampede pay-per-view. Am I wrong about that? Uh, I th- well, they, they were going to have another one, and I think that I think Waxman uh, got with Congress, and they did something where they actually were, were able to, to make the uh, Bunkhouse matches uh, illegal. So you, right, you, and they became unverified. Yes. Shortly yeah. after the check mark was taken off the bunkhouse, it, they were actually. It's, it's like it's like how you like fentanyl's like is chill, but cocaine and, and, and cannabis. The bunkhouse matches actually were deemed kind of at the same level as snuff films. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> More Especially, than six thousand would have showed up. Especially when, I mean, you're asking Barb to fall like that. It's, you know, you, you, you don't want your kids doing that at home. I got a bunk bed. Think about it. Bunk bed, bunk house. Kids falling like three, four inches. You know, that's, that's a good way to just shatter their t- tip fib. You, we could bring back the stampede. If it was the bunk bed stampede, you might want to put... A handful of workers on a massive bunk bed, you, so you could work the you know you work the layers, right? right. Almost almost like a, a scaffold match, almost. And then it could be you don't have to do the cage, but just hey, whoever gets thrown off the bed. How did how, how did Cornette ever get talked into taking that bump? Oh, I've talked to him about that. That is a vicious, and the fact that he he ass bumped it. I mean, he could have broken his spine. Oh God, that's. It, I mean, the size of his ass was was considerably larger than it is now, so that it's absorbed still, a lot. Of it. It's still though, man. Like that's that's a, that's a pretty fucking ballsy thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, he was. You know, you're getting hurt. You know, you're getting. Yeah, you know, you're getting hurt. It's just to what degree. It's like these idiots that do these things out, and you know, it's like you know, some some guys out there with a handheld, and. uh the uh, they do the where they they come at you with a car and the guy's supposed to get out of the way of the car and like jump over it and you know it's it's like you know the guy ends up getting you know crushed out in the parking lot for it's like where are you doing this you mean for an to shoot it for an angle yeah I've seen it before you know like oh remember, yeah like the gold dust Roddy car thing <laughs> yeah, yeah all those yeah those 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 crazy things that just like. Only, only in pro wrestling. Yeah. Well, you're all basically stuntmen, aren't you? Really? When you think about it. Yeah. It's like you do for the movies. Although you without without insurance. Without insurance, and you're doing it thirty times a month versus yeah. three times that day. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. you're doing you do, you do one you do two fight scenes in six weeks on a, on a film and. You don't work for another three years, and uh, you do uh, fifty bumps a night for three hundred years for for twenty years, and then you wake up like I did this morning. I was just like, 
Oh, fuck, man. Take you a few minutes to get out of bed sometimes uh, these days. <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I'm so regular on, on, on taking a deuce, you know, it's kind of it's kind of hard to stop that mudslide once it starts moving down the the side of the, the California mountainside. It's like, oh boy, time to park you, the longboat. Yeah, you could, yeah, you can hold your piss, but you can, good luck of hold, holding a deuce. <laughs> I'm not talking about a mudslide either. I mean, I'm talking about you know the Edmund Fitzgerald. <laughs> Woke up, woke up, yeah, woke up at six. I said, fellas, it's been good to know ya. (laughs) Well, tomorrow, before you get out of bed, I want you to think about something. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, stuffy noses. It's just gross all around. Miracle Brand offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, like sheets, pillows, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundering. This is true. Self-cooling properties also. It's a recipe for better sleep. Listen, we've talked about this with other products, the importance of temperature. Using these silver-infused Fabrics originally developed by NASA. I'm not kidding. Miracle brand sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. So you get the best sleep every night. They're self-cleaning. What on earth does this mean? These sheets are infused with natural silver that prevents 99% of the bacterial growth, um, leaving them to stay cleaner, longer, fresher, three times longer, as a matter of fact, than other sheets. No more gross odors from your sheets. They're luxurious. They are comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands they are the perfect holiday gift miracle sheets are for your spouse friends family who doesn't want to get better sleep and the luxurious feeling of quality bed sheets less laundering thermo gauging temperature and uh, these come with three free towels you get two gifts in one just in time for the holiday days it's great for your skin stop sleeping on bacteria what's wrong with you go to Miracle, I'm sorry, trymiracle.com slash Kevin. That's trymiracle, T-R-Y, miracle.com slash Kevin. Try it today or give it to someone special this holiday season. Listen to this deal that Kevin has put together for you. Save 40%, okay? Be sure to use this code, though, Kevin, at checkout to save and you're going to get three free towels anyway. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's back with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Brand. Go try Miracle. Go trymiracle.com slash Kevin and use that code Kevin to claim your three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Kevin. Treat yourself a friend or a loved one this holiday season. Thank you, Miracle Brand, for coming along and helping sponsor this episode. So I got a question for you. Yeah. Okay. I, I got my, 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 my miracle sheets. Mm-hmm. And I tell Tamara, I said, you know, hey, you know, I, I, I read her, you know, everything, and I'm going to put them on the bed because mm-hmm. I'm a dude. 
What do women do before you put a sheet on a bed? They wash them first. You got to. Right. I'm like, yeah, you have to. I'm like, no, with this, like, even if it's in the, like, this is like 99% less bacteria. So, like, like you're, like, there's a 1% chance of there's, like, we can put these on. It's like, no. So, we had to wash the sheets. So now the sheets are, are are in the dryer right now. And so, and you have like, there's like, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's like, so now I'll probably sleep on these tonight if I get home in time to, because she'll, she'll, she'll peter out and say, I'll we'll put them on tomorrow. So, but. Well, you have yes. a task when you get home. Put those yes, sheets on. Put the sheets on. Miracle brand. All right, guys. Um, better help. This is a word from our sponsor, Better Help. And every one of us in this room and everyone listening, I'm sure, can think of a time when they were stuck with a problem that they needed to talk to someone about. And Better Help is the app offering uh, what could be a real situation-changing, eye-opening experience. And what it is is therapy. It's therapy done online, courtesy of BetterHelp. Now, you, uh, if you're thinking of therapy, if you are working through something, if you're working through a problem, if you're, it could be on a large scale, as we've been talking about here for weeks, two weeks now. Can't believe it, but two weeks. Um, and um, or, or or it could be something much more simple: uh, job changes, uh, considering uh, leaving a job you're unhappy with, relationship issues, all these things that we ruminate on that we sometimes feel we're left on our own to handle. I'm as guilty as anybody about trying to solve it all myself. But um, if you do realize that talking to somebody could be a gateway and a door to changing that situation for you and you are considering giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you know you can switch therapists at any time, but they do their best to pair you with someone um, who's going to get you to the place you need to get to. So um, when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. And I want you to visit betterhelp.com slash click today and you'll get 10% off your first month that's betterhelp.com slash click all right we do uh, we do want to get to our public your public I just want to say something about about that uh, I wish you would uh, sometimes one of the and this is I'm just speaking only only for myself um, sometimes when I speak to a human being and make eye contact, I uh, I don't know if I'm more vulnerable. I don't know what it is, but I just I have I I have a uh, a tendency to get choked up, and I've uh, I'm I, I'm I'm working my way through this, and I'm sure that there'll be a, a time in this process where I will want to talk to somebody. I want, I, w- I want to talk to somebody that, you know, is, is uh, you know, in this field. 
whether it's you know some kind of grief, you know, uh, grievance or whatever, you know, death. And um, I think that this may be a, 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 a for me. I think is it, it will be a good first first place for me to go to just kind of you know to kind of work through it on my own. Yeah, you know, I mean, I just I, th- I think that you know that that, and I'm just speaking for myself that it's just you know, as you were uh, reading that ad, I would just again, you know, it's been two weeks. Uh, six six uh, six eighteen this morning was two weeks, and I mean, uh, I, I I I I don't know if anybody can can look uh, on the screen, but I mean, I I I look a little. I mean, I you guys have done some close ups of me, and I look a little bit rough, and. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing that what lack of sleep um, over the course of two weeks will do, and uh, don't you know? I, I, I'm you know not not to steal a line from Aveda, but don't cry for me, Argentina. You know, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, it's not a matter of it's not a sympathy yeah. ploy. Nobody nobody feels that that's the case. But as you mentioned, I want to get back to what you said about uh, better help for a minute. That. Um, if you if you did decide that you wanted to go talk to somebody and you just went to a general therapist, now you're you're kind of rolling the dice that they will be able to handle grief in a way that right. it works for you. Whereas this, you, you you fill out that survey beforehand and the professionals are able to match you with the right therapist for what you want to talk about. So it kind of removes yeah. that guesswork and just walking into a random. Well, place. And, and I think one of the, I mean, the biggest problem we have in America is actually, you know, mental health uh, specialist. Anybody that knows anything about mental health, you know, and it's just, uh, it's 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 why you know why why waste you know seven hours you know in in, in two months. Of trying to find a, trying the perfect fit when you know you get on the phone and you're going to know whether you click with somebody. Yeah, and you know you don't have to leave your house. You, you it's you know because that's another thing. You know you, you dread when, when when you're in in, in in any kind of grief is you don't want to leave your house. You don't want you know because everybody they're trying to do the right thing and trying to say I'm, I'm so and it's just that look when they they like I'll be in the gym and the person will just like I'll, I'll, I'll be working out and I'll see this look in the mirror like this mm. oh my god here they start to walk over I'm like you know what they're not gonna tell me fucking that I like the way you fucking match your tennis shoes with your tank top today <laughs> that ain't that ain't coming Kev I just wanted to I know I know it's thank you so much, man. But now I got to fucking sit down and and because I was in the zone and I was kind of like wasn't thinking about it, and now I'm thinking about it, and it's like so. You want to be receptive, but at the same time, you do want the privacy of your. You want yeah. to own your mind. You want to own and, your and, mind. And and, and and you know and 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 the the, the outpouring of uh, from 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 complete strangers. And like I said, you know, I, there's a lot of people that reached out uh, that did find my phone number. I mean, a lot. 
and found different ways to get a hold of me. And at the beginning, I guess you know, they, they, you know, there, there was there was you know maybe five to ten percent that was just you know people that were just thought they could you know kick me when I was down, and they, then they just realized that you know. Well, fuck, he's as soulless as I thought he was. No. <laughs> you know, but it's just like, it's like, I, I'm, I'm not going to fucking sell. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sell. I'm not going to show you my weakness, you know. Like, unless you sneak in my house and, and, and put some, like, if you'd have caught me last night at about 4.30 in the morning till about 5, you would have fucking, you know. But, you know, and my whole thing, too, is, like, I got handguns and all kind of shit in my house, and my mind my, my mind doesn't go there, you know? It's like, and, I, but at the same time, it's just like, I, I, every day I just say to myself, how in the fuck, and I'm like, okay, like, now it's Thanksgiving. How do we get through Thanksgiving. How do we get through Christmas? How do we get through his birthday? How do we, how do we, how do we, how do we, how do we? And, and I, you know, I, I guess you work to, I mean, you, you figure it the fuck out. Yeah, there's no manual, first of all. No. You know that. Second of all, you know, you, you live through your dad and, and it, the first everything is hard. The first yeah. Thanksgiving, the first Christmas, the first birthday, the first everything. And, um, Though it never becomes easier, the the pain becomes familiar. Um, I remember my wife has asked me. Both of her parents are, are still alive, and my father's my my father died when I was fifteen, and so she would ask me. She said, "Did it like like now when you think about it? Do you get sad?" And I said, "You you what." What happens is the the um, you forget time puts distance in the most cruel way, and so the things that bothered you when it first happened bothered me when it first happened. You begin to to forget. It's it's the it's the the cruelest self preservation technique. Um, but it's the only way to live. Now, a child, completely different. Um, I I don't quite know if, like, let's just take one thing and uh, the door. You you talked about the door being open, right? And the hate the hate thing, right? It's that was like his graffiti on your home that you're going to walk by all the time. It's never not going to be there. Um, and the preservation, and you know, your wife had a discussion with you about the preservation of things. You know, we talked about hats, I think was the, was what yeah. you brought up. And, and I, you know, when and we talked about, it, I said, you know, I said, when the time is right, like I'm going to take out cause I'm, I'm, I'm going to take his room. Like I'm going to sleep in his room, you know? And, uh, but uh, for me, like my dad, like because uh, he died when I was eight, I always have that whole fucking butterfly effect. Like, what, what if, like, 
you know, what if I had, you know, my dad when I was going through the recruiting process? What if my dad said, fuck you, you're going to Michigan State, they're going to be national champions? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, what if, what if, what if? And you, yeah. and then, and now, you know, it's just like, I, I don't know, like, like my son and I were supposed to, we were setting up to go to Alaska and, you know, that ain't going to fucking happen. So, and it's like, and it's not, like, it's not exactly on Tamara's fucking wish list. <laughs> hey, how about the fucking, uh, fuck that. You know, I, I showed her the food in Iceland. She said, I'll pass on that motherfucker. <laughs> Well, I think that you can safely put aside for now. Yeah. And- no, it's just, it just fucked. You know, it's just fucked. But, hey. It's that little, like, learning to live without a limb. You know, there's that feel yeah. of the phantom. Like, you always feel the arm when you have it amputated still. And you always feel like it's still there. Tamara went Tamara went today, and uh, she went to this, uh, this like, earth angel lady that's a, that's a friend of, of everybody. But she's a... Uh, an amazing acupuncturist, and um, she did some work, and she did some some like stuff in the back of her, her skull, and like Tamara had this like it, it almost brought her like it was it was so painful that when she did it that it brought her to somehow align with T's pain when he made that noise. Like be, before he he went to, to to the seizure, and she came home and she was just like, you know, she's just like, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if T was with me or, and that's one thing I've noticed is like before when I walked in here tonight, I just said, I said, you know, because the last one was hard as fuck. The last one, I mean, I I, I didn't know when I walked in here because that one was, you know, like I said, it was. It was it was bottomed out, and this one, um, it's you know like the, the funny thing is, and uh, like T when he found out, I don't know if Steve told him or I, I don't know who took down what who somebody told him that if you get a, a hundred thousand subscribers, that you get like that plaque, right? The from YouTube from plaque. from YouTube, yeah. And I mean that that was like like fuck man, like. That's all. That's all he thought. I mean, it, it became a like, goal. Yes, he was like you know. And then, then, then I think we, we, I think we all talked one night, all of us, when we we got done, and um, like we were all on the screen. And I think Steve was saying, "No, I think you get one, and you could buy the other ones." And then we got in the car that night. And he said, and, and, "And I'll be getting one of those. I'll be getting one of those motherfuckers." You know. So, so to me, that's the thing. You know, it's just like. I have to keep this going for as long as it takes to get a hundred thousand subscribers because I'm putting Tristan Nash on a plaque and putting that motherfucker in this condo, you know, and like I'm I'm taking some of it like I'm I'm taking the uh the yeoman uh portion of his uh his uh urn. All right. Okay, well, we're, all right. We're more than half. <laughs> old, good old Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're uh, 
and I, I, you know, I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking a, a, a nice size urn of him down here with me, and it's going to be on the into my uh, into my my table here as I work, and you know, hopefully we can uh, can uh, can get a hundred thousand people to subscribe if if nothing else, just for tea. So let's make it happen, people. You're listening. Tell a Please. friend. If you listen uh, every week and you, you listen, we I know how many people listen to this show. And it's people, they're just not clicking subscribe. So all you guys listening, hundreds of thousands of people, click subscribe so we can get that. Uh, yeah, because it, uh, it doesn't make us any money. It just gives us a fucking plaque. And I'm going to have to pay for one anyway. So, so I, actually, I'm, gonna, I'm losing on this deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm losing on this deal. But I know that, it, that somebody, somebody looking from upstairs would be like, Atta boy, Dad. Way not to drop the fucking ball. So, right. Hey, guys, listen up. I know these days when you watch the news, it feels like it's one hit after another, and it's all bad news for the economy. Well, let me give you some good news. It's not all that bad when it comes to real estate. Let me explain. You see, a year ago, man, real estate was hot, hot, hot. Everybody and their brother was trying to go out and buy another house. What did that mean? It was so competitive that a lot of folks got discouraged. So let me ask you. Have you thought about buying a house in the last couple of years, but maybe just couldn't win a bid? I used to hear that all the time. Well, now is the time to buy. Yes, interest rates have creeped up a little bit, but what that's created is an opportunity for you. A year ago, it wasn't uncommon for there to be more than a dozen offers on a home, many of which were over list. That is not the case today. So if you got discouraged once before about trying to buy a new house, now's the time to take another look. Now, yes, Interest rates have creeped up a little bit, but you're not going to overpay for the home. But here's what you will do. You'll stop throwing your money away on rent, and now you'll get a greater tax deduction. That's right. You see, at the end of the year, you're going to get a statement from your mortgage company that shows how much interest you paid, and you get to write all of that interest off. That means you could get a huge tax deduction. You never get that as a renter. Not only that, homes are still going up in value. Don't believe the hype. All of the economists believe long-term Real estate always works out. Let me give you an example. Maybe way back when, in the housing collapse of 2008, you bought in 2007 and maybe overpaid. Buddy, if you hung in there, that house is worth a whole heck of a lot more now. If you've played in the stock market, you know what I'm talking about. You only lose money when you throw in the towel. Real estate long-term always performs well. So here's my advice to you. Date the rate, marry the house. Find the house that you and your family love long-term because here's what's not long-term these higher rates. I've yet to see a single economist who doesn't agree with me that rates are going to return. So doesn't it make sense to get the house you want right now? And then when rates improve, man, just get a lower monthly payment. In the meantime, you'll enjoy a greater tax deduction and that property is going to continue to appreciate, meaning you're building equity and wealth for yourself. Not only that, how about this? We're going to save you some cash at buywithconrad.com. We're going to give you the peace of mind of a seven-year guarantee. When rates improve over the next seven years, not if, but when, that's my prediction, we'll refinance you again with no new origination points. Think about that. That could save you thousands of dollars and give you the peace of mind of knowing that you got the right house for your family right now. And then when the rates improve, man, get a lower monthly payment. Now, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but you do need to hurry to buywithconrad.com. That's the first step. You tell us how much you want to put down and what you want your monthly payment to be. We get you approved, and then you go shopping just like a cash buyer at buywithconrad.com. 
NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Seriously, if you've thought about buying a house over the last couple of years, but you got discouraged, now's the time to take another look. Let me run the numbers for you right now. You'll be glad you did at buywithconrad.com. All right, Ask Nash, hashtag Ask Nash, if you'd like to be a part of this segment every week. Uh, Peter D. says, can Kev take us through his mobile phone contact list and tell us the name of wrestling people he has on it? Probably have everybody on there, don't you? Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. I'll just I'll just go real I'll just go through a, a couple that are on my because the pe- the people that I talk to even though they may not I got Scott uh, Scott Dallas HBK Paul Sean Stone Cold uh, Hulk Sting I have his real name. Uh, Rick Flair, uh, and as I touch it, it I, I mean Raven, um, Conan, uh, Disco. I mean, it's a, it's a. I've got everybody. Okay. This is this is one thing I want to say, and um, through all this. Um, Conan and I had had kind of uh, a, a rocky, you know, a little patch, and we ended up not, you know, we kind of lost contact and 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 lost our friendship. And he reached out when uh, when T passed, and uh, I reached out to him, and we talked for a couple hours, and. Uh, so, um, and he proved himself compassionate and yeah, he was cool. He, he, he mm. was, he was, I think we both realized why we were such great friends in the first place. And we just let, you know, uh, a stupid business, you know? Yeah. So, Okay. He so. didn't. He didn't bring up the five hundred dollars that he owes me, did he? In the, in the discussion, I'll pay you it. Yes. No. 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 It's not, no. Principal. Uh, no. Um, it's just. It's. Uh, I, I don't want. I. I, I didn't want. I don't want to. I want. I. I. I, I want. Like you know that this would be cool. I want. I want him to. To feel that he's that, that he's welcome here. Okay. Well, it was. It was certainly nice that he did um, reach out and. Yeah, offers condolences. You guys patched up whatever issues you had. You know, I've heard. Uh, I, I did hear him talk on the show in the past about you in a fond way before your discussion. This is like months ago or maybe weeks ago, but he he did speak of you fondly. Um, so for what it's worth, you know what? It's like how many times you drive from like Amarillo to Midland, Texas, and two guys. Really don't know each other that, that that well, but we're in the wolf pack together now. And we're driving, we're in a Cadillac, just me and him. We stopped and get, it's some like diner, you know, type thing, and they had you know, some Tex Mex, and we I think we had ribs, 
So we get in the car and we said, you know, back when you were young, anybody, you know, anybody on earth that you could pick uh, for a woman who was the hottest. And we both looked at each other and said at the exact same time, Raquel Welch. <laughs> and I was just like, I said, all right. I said, I, I, you know, that that alone was just, that speaks volumes. Uh, a fine choice, though, too. Mm-hmm. Chase McCoy, Kevin, do you remember your first independent match in December 2008 in Green Bay, Wisconsin? When it was like minus 100? Probably. Yeah. We were at a bar, weren't we? No, we went to a bar afterwards. It was like at a... Um, like a multi, like you could play volleyball there, or you could do other things. Like there was like like a, one of those multi sports things, and then we went to a we went to a bar afterwards, and then after we went to the bar and had some beers, we left, and uh, I was uh, dri- I was with my buddy Dave Hero, and Dave was driving, and he had an expedition, and we got in that expedition, and it was it was so cold. While the, while we tried to get warm, that I thought my heart was going to stop. <laughs> Unbelievable! Do I have a boogie? Do I have a boogie? Probably no. couldn't tell from here. Um, no so grande during your movie career. Who are the top five people you've worked with from Hollywood that would actually make a decent showing in the ring? Uh. Channing for sure. Uh, Thomas Jane would have. Um, Joe would have. Um, I mean, Adam Rodriguez would have. I'll, tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll bet money Tom Cruise would have. Hmm. Uh, that's five, right? Yeah, that'd be five. Yeah. What about Cruise? That's interesting that you were emphatic about that. He's a shorter guy. He just he's um he's very charismatic certainly. Ah, but he like he, some of the there's there's this there's this if you ever watch Rock of Ages there's a scene and he's he's walking on the top of this bar that's I don't know probably about that tall on me and he jumps down he's got cowboy boots on and he just he did it like 15 times in a row and Never like, and he was singing while he was doing it, and it was just like everything he did was just—it was so. Because um, what we do is so repetitive. Mm-hmm. Like once you know, like once he would have got the shit down, he would he would have killed. Mm. Okay. I mean, fuck if a guy if a guy can teach himself to. To fly a, a, a fighter jet, I'm, I'm sure he can fucking do, do a hip toss. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Damien Darling, your old friend. Hey! Was some, did, you, did you unblock him? Yeah. You did, okay. Was someone specific the go-to for putting together the Click's classic matches from WrestleMania 10 and 11, SummerSlam 94, Action Zone, etc.? Were they put together in the locker room, bar, car? Did it take days, hours, or on the fly? WrestleMania 10, that was... I want to think that was... Because we, we worked, I, I think that was put together... 
probably Saturday night, and that I think we were in the hotel Pennsylvania or whatever, some shit hotel uh, in, in Manhattan because we couldn't we couldn't afford as a company to, to stay anywhere nice. Mm. Uh, Action Zone, we put that together on the fly. That was we did that in White Plains. We just put that together on the fly. Um, I don't know what else. SummerSlam, '94. Was that the other ladder match? No, someone tell us. It had to be the other the other uh, ladder match because it sure as fuck wasn't me and Mabel. Um, so it was the other. It was the other. It was the other ladder match. That that was a lot. Um, it was a, a, because that was when they couldn't use the. Uh, they were told not to use the ladder as weapons. And Triple H put a ton of that together in a Hampton Inn in Worcester, I remember. Okay. The oh, no, 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 that's it. That's the, that's the diesel. That's the diesel. It, I just saw that it was the diesel Razor Ramon with Walter Payton. That was that, 94. Yeah, yeah, that was 94. That was the first, uh, that was the, the, no, that's the SummerSlam 95. Mabel was ninety five. Oh, yeah. I I remember coming in, coming into that uh, into that uh, Walter with the with the match with Walter Payton, and like Scott and I had had worked like a thousand times with no days off, and we got there, and it was just like we just. Did like our 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 kind of like what we would do if we if, if we were doing a, a garden house show. Mm. Like we didn't do, you know, it was just like we were just we were just trying to get through the night, which is which is horrible. I remember uh, AJ's first WrestleMania, and I walked up to him. And I said, "Man," I said, and he was just like, "Fuck, man." He said, "I just." You know, because they ran him ragged. He was just like, I just, I just want to get through this. And I said, no. I said, that's what they do. I said, they, they they rob you of these moments. I said, cherish this because you're gonna, one day you're going to be my age knowing that you're never going to get out there again and you'll wish to God that you savored, you know, this moment that, that, that you have right now. And uh, he said, well, go fuck yourself. I said, okay, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> beginning of an angle <laughs> the original george captor subscriber of the podcast since day one love it wanted to ask kev who was his favorite referee to work with and why mm. i mean chiot was always i always thought he was great uh Fucking Earl. Earl was real good on on, on the false finishes. Um, Robinson was great at WCW. Um, Joey was Joey was great. God rest his soul. Morella. Yeah. yeah. All, all the, but they were, they all had something. You know, they all had. Uh, you know, they all had something uh, different. Mm-hmm. Brandon Good, any good Kurt Hennig stories? Never feel like he gets enough credit for just how good he was. Love everything you do, Kev and Sean. Keep up the good work. It's been fun to grow up with both of you. Okay, Kurt Hennig. 
I mean, you know, Kurt was, I think Kurt was one of the biggest influences to both Scott and to, uh, to Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, from you know, Minneapolis. Yeah. Different AWA days. And I think they were actually maybe in Kansas city with those guys too. But I mean, and so though it was by proxy, I was heavily influenced by Scott and, and, and Sean. And then, uh, also that whole Robbinsdale crew of, of rude and heading mm-hmm. and, you know, all those guys, I think we were we were all influenced by uh by that, that that you know I think you know, Kurt was the first guy that really went out there. I remember him working one of those Saturday main events against uh Hogan and just you know, I think he had a, a, a I wanna think he had an orange like He did. Sim- yeah. Yes, and and just did. I mean it just did did I mean made Hulk and and Hulk Hulk won't take this as is is any slight but made Hulk look like he could fucking go and that's what I used to love about Shawn Michaels he could do that you could just go throw him in the corner go do that thing you do and you know Henning could come out and do a twirly twirl and boom and man it made it made your shit look like it was magic. So I mean, you know, he had that ability to he had that, that ability to do that with anyone, and he was you know the, the, he could grapple like Kirk could work your leg, Kirk could work your arm, Kirk could you know, I mean, but Kirk could pick, kick and punch. He could shift gears when he was a heel, you know. He looked like he was trying to hurt you, you know. Kirk was great. There's a reason he's in the Hall of Fame, and there's a reason that when you talk about. You know, probably the top five just in ring person. You know, personnel that he, he's he's usually in the in, in the top of that conversation. Agreed. And he was a wonderful lover. And this week, we did not forget about the bunkhouse stampede. No, we did not. It's, we did not. I, mean, I was a little caught off guard. I don't, I don't have the cowboy boots. I didn't tape my fists. I'm certainly not wearing spikes. But I'm, I get, ble- I'm bleeding from my urethra right now. <laughs> I did. Right. I went ahead and and, and bled. I recircumcised myself. <laughs> you bladed. <laughs> so maybe yeah. you tried to get it in that uh, iced tea container. Yeah, I, was, I tried. Exacto knife slipped. Well, we should tell everyone that Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, created by Kevin Nash, Tristan Nash, and Sean Oliver, producer Steve Kaufman, graphics and social media by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson, theme song by Dale Oliver, technical research by Kevin Na- by Tristan Nash. Copy. Imagine that. Technical research by Kevin Nash. Uh, copyright 2022, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, do me a favor. Ask your son if we can do another one. Hey, T, can we do another one? What's that? Hold on. I can't hear. It says, depends on how close we get to 100K. (laughs) That's in your hands. (laughs) 